Good evening, good evening, Anchorheads. This is Joji of Champagne Struggles coming to you live again on Sunday, late Sunday. So I'm going to keep this short because Preacher is back. And as much as I'm trying not to be a couch potato, spent the whole day editing photos for a photo book that I'm trying to put together. So um, today was a little rough patch. You know, it was beautiful outside. I got up early, was able to get out and get some sun, get some much needed vitamin D. But for some odd reason, I don't know, there was like this, this cloud overhead. Don't know what the hell it was. And for a hot second, I don't know, I questioned my motives for this podcast. I questioned my motives for pretty much every freaking thing that I'm doing. And to think about life, it would just be this constant barrage of a to-do list. You know, you got to go to work. There's things to do. You got to be home. There's things to do. You got to go to school. There's things to do with your health there's things to do so there's always something to do and for some odd reason I guess I mean I guess that's just part of being human it just got to me a little bit but um making a promise to myself to not complain and to remember the reason that I started this podcast was to share more of a positive outlook on things Because the world that we live in right now is full of bad, it seems. Just straight up negativity, left and right. It's one of the reasons why I don't watch the news. But I end up getting the news whether I want it or not. Because somebody's always talking about the latest Agent Orange spew of the mouth, you know. Or what's going on with the whole immigration crisis. Or who else got shot. You know, it's just just constant, constant, just, ugh. It's like the diarrhea of the world is finally unleashing and there is not enough Pepto to cure it at all. But, um, I don't know. I'm trying to find my happy place. And I don't know, I don't know. Today's topic is not really a topic. It's just me trying to figure out what the hell is this life? You know, maybe I shouldn't have watched that Robin Williams special on why he took his own life you know in lieu of this whole suicide thing that seems to be captivating the world dare I say captivating it's hard to understand how a person gets to that dark place I mean today felt like a dark place for me but not to the point where I would want to take this beautiful life which by the way is not mine to take let's just put that out there but um No, it's like you have to enjoy the struggle, right? That's the whole purpose of champagne struggles because at some point I can pop champagne when this crap is all over and when I get to that steady high, you know, you have your highs and lows in life, but there's a point where you'll just be on steady high and if you have a little dip, it'll just be a little dip, but it won't be dipping to the sunken place, so to speak. So, yeah, I mean, this might sound like mindless dribble right now, but I'm really, really trying to figure out what the hell happened today. I came very close to not recording a podcast again. Last week I recorded one, just didn't post it because it just felt really half-assed. 
I'm not going to wake up in the morning and, oh, by the way, you know, I didn't really have time to think about what I was going to say. So I'm just going to say hi and have a great week and blah, blah, blah. That's basically what it was. And that to me was shit. Who wants to listen to that? I'm not going to waste anybody's time and ear space to listen to five minutes of, yeah, this is a last minute, yada, yada, yada. So, yeah, it's somewhere floating around in the draft box of this anchor podcasty thing. And that's probably where it's going to stay because I don't think it's good enough to go live. I mean, why do we do these podcasts? Why do we... Matter of fact, you know what? Screw it. Stop asking why. There is a lot on my mind. I've been very angry lately. Let's be real. Can I be real for a second? I've been very, very angry. And again, not to bring negativity and blanket the world with it, but just being truthful. So the people that I work with, the people I live around, the people that I interact with, be it driving through my neighborhood, driving through the boroughs, people that you see on the train. New York used to be a place where I know we were known for being, what's the word, you know, this rough and tough city, like we don't really give a shit about anybody. That's the quote unquote you know, description of all New Yorkers, but newsflash, New Yorkers, as hard as we were or are, we were never rude. We were never, you know, like unsympathetic to others. We had empathy. I mean, granted, you want to get to where you want to get to on a daily basis. And you had your, you know, you had your eye on the, on the ball at the end of the road and you went and you got it. But in all of that, we were still humane towards each other. You know, we don't take crap from anyone, but at the same time, we were never freaking rude. So I don't know where all these people that are here now, don't know where the hell they came from, because they're the most obnoxious people I've ever seen on the planet. People that will push you out of the way just to get to where they're going without so much as an excuse me, pardon me, sorry. You have males who will push past old ladies just to get a seat on the train or get in front of them on a line that's waiting to get on the bus. You have these males who will pretend to be asleep and there's an old lady standing with a cane or a walker or whatever the hell it is on the train and they'll pretend to sleep with their man spreading and not even pay attention to get up and give them a seat and you also have some females who for god knows whatever reason i don't know who the hell you can be talking to at five o'clock in the damn morning but keep your conversations to yourself nobody cares about what happened on love and hip-hop the night before nobody cares who you saw on facebook who posted what about your man who's not really a man because he's sleeping with two other people and got like four baby mamas and all this other crap at five o'clock in the freaking morning this is what the commute has turned into you have people that walk down the street and they don't watch where the hell they're going because their faces are buried in their cell phones you got people that getting stabbed 
across the street from where I work, like literally in broad daylight. This is like 3 p.m. on a Thursday afternoon, gets stabbed on the freaking busiest corner of Brooklyn. What is going on? Where are all the humans that used to live here? Where are all the, the human beings that used to care? Because New Yorkers do care. I have a feeling these imported people, I don't know if it's Midwest they're coming from. I don't know if it's Europe. I don't know, I don't know where the hell they're coming from. But these, this is not the New York that I remember. And it damn sure isn't the Brooklyn that I remember. Brooklyn was a fad, you know, like everybody wanted to be down, you know, oh yeah, we're from Brooklyn. We repping for Brooklyn. That used to be the thing for decades. Till it's now a thing where you actually have to have a slogan that says, you know, we may not come from, we may not be born from here, but, you know, we Brooklyn. What? What? I don't know what is going on. I don't know if there's some Jim Jones Kool-Aid floating around somewhere, but it sickens me to live here. Despite all the stuff that's going on in the news, that's going on all across the country, you know, with poor families getting separated and, and the brown people are getting attacked, the ones who weren't born here, they're immigrating from wherever they're immigrating from. All of that is bad enough, but you got these fake folk living amongst us. It literally feels like, what was that name of that movie? Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's what it feels like. That is what, damn it, I am good. See, sometimes you just got to talk it out until you get it out. Walking out here every single day, evening, morning, noon, night, whatever, I literally feel like I'm hiding from the things that are going to scream at any minute to let the masses know that I'm not assimilated into one of them. It feels like straight up like the invasion of body snatchers. Because I don't know what the hell is going on and I don't know who the hell is this. Who, who are these people that I am surrounded by? And I don't know if anybody else feels the same way, but there seems to be this wave of anger amongst all my peoples, you know, my girls, my guys. There's a, this wave of anger that just goes on and on and on every single day. Let's not even talk about the people that I work with. Those people aren't human. I don't know where the company found those people at, but, um, and that's bad grammar. I don't know where the company found those people, but um, there's a special type of person who makes X amount of money a year and I'm talking more than the average worker at a, any office or you know you got people out here struggling with bachelor's degrees master's degrees they are struggling they're shacking up roommating four people in a two-bedroom apartment like struggle and these people that I work with, they make good money. They got great benefits. Heck, they got a company that's willing to pay for school and books at one point in time. And they are the most selfish, entitled, self-important people I've ever seen in my life. It's, it's invasion of the body snatchers. That's all I can say. But where am I going with all this? How do you get through the struggle and how do you survive 
amongst the fake or the just, you know, the, the unempathetic people that really literally just don't care about anyone else but themselves, you know, with the selfies and the, the constant need for attention, be it that they're going to be loud or, you know, it's just something has to, it's just always sparkly and shiny and some new, I mean, God, I have never used Snapchat. I don't have any interest in using it. And I'm sure for business purposes, it's supposed to be like the next big, big thing because video is the next big thing. So I might transition the podcast into a video cast, but, um, that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but there's the narcissism that that's taking over coupled with the technology that's available. It's really freaking scary and not to be all conspiracy theory, but there has to be, you know, there used to be a time when we would feel like the world is literally becoming dumbed down. You know, when you have everything automated, your phone does everything for you. You don't need to have an address book anymore because guess what? Everybody's on speed dial now. There's, you know, you enter it in the phone and then done. There used to be a time when you would have to remember somebody's phone number, even if it was written in a book. You know, there had to be a time when you had to remember somebody's birthday because your phone couldn't alert you to when a person's birthday was coming or, oh, guess what? On Facebook, you know, don't you want to wish so-and-so happy birthday? There was a time when you had to use your brain. But that time is long gone for most people. You know, I still tap in. I, I'm a very tactile person, so I can't do the ebooks as much. I need to have paper. I need to be able to feel the pages and smell the ink and write notes in the column and just feel the weight of the book in my hand. There's there's a whole thing that comes with turning pages and eyes on, on black and white or black and cream. There's just something that, that happens to the brain. It's similar to writing in cursive or as most people say, script. There's, there, there's a reason why we've learned these things over the centuries of centuries that have passed. But technology, all these smart items, the smart TVs and the smartphones and the smart radios and smart, 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 is really making you dumb. And along with being dumb comes losing the ability to emote, to feel emotion to even recognize what certain emotions are. I think people really question what they're supposed to be feeling. I don't even know if they question if they're supposed to be feeling anything. Because are they feeling? When you consume so much, when do you have time to turn off and unplug and literally feel something? You know, I watch a range of different kind of movies. Like, I had no idea. There's, um, on Netflix, what is it called? Dear White People. I thought it was going to be comedy, and it turned out to not be. So here I am looking for some, some happy-go-lucky fun just to kill some time while I'm editing photos or whatever. And it's some serious shit. Stuff that actually made me cry a couple of times because of the issues that were being talked about. And I, you know, for a hot second, wondered, anybody else who watched this show... Did it hit you certain topics that were being discussed, certain 
scenes where people literally were feeling the way you felt? And when was the last time you felt that way? You know, besides being angry, when was the last time that you sat and said to yourself, damn, you know, if you're white and you're listening, what does it feel like to be in somebody else's skin? Like the question nowadays, everything is race, 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 race. I didn't know about race until I came to this country. And I don't know how people born here that are not white, I don't know how you survived all these years with having to go through that every single day of your freaking life. How does, how does a person even begin to comprehend? Because you literally cannot change. You can't wake up one morning and just peel off your skin and be a different color. And I didn't have that where I come from. And not only that, it's like... I was talking, you know, I went to that event last week with the Vote Run lead. And I was talking to Diane Neal. She plays Casey Novak on Law & Order. And she just kept saying, man, you know, as a black woman, that's such a burden. Like, you know, I feel so bad. Like, you guys, that's like a burden that you have to wake up with every morning. And in the moment, I felt like she had a point. But then it made me think, like, what the hell do you mean it's a burden? Why should my being black and my being a woman and being a black woman be a burden for anybody? Like, what is your point? What? What does that mean? What does that even mean? It's never a burden to be who you are. If God made me this way, I'm going to own it. But for you as a white woman to say that, I don't know, maybe maybe that's why I'm in this space, because there's just too much, you know, not saying that we shouldn't be talking about race, because yes, it's, it's something that obviously needs to be talked about, because it's been buried for God knows how long, when people don't want to take ownership of their shit, it's going to keep coming up and up and up and up until you take ownership of your shit. Shit, Germany did it. Yeah, we, you know, we did what we did when Hitler was here and blah, blah, blah. And they were able to heal and be a better country for it. At least that's what, I'm re what I've read. But, yeah, it's a burden to be a black woman, really. I highly doubt that. If anything, I think resilience is something to be proud of. Because the fact that you are born into, and I'm saying this, like if, you know, if I was a white woman, if I was a white male, how about that? You're born with everything handed to you. Like you don't have to worry about shit. But for you to tell me as a black woman that it's a burden to be me. I don't know if that sits well with me now, thinking back on it. And if it is a burden, as you say, what are my burdens? That I have to try, what, twice as hard to get something that easily comes to you? I just think that makes me a more well-rounded person. 
Because again, without a struggle, there is no progress and there is no learning any kind of lessons. You know, if anything has taught me that is, is motherhood. You give, you know, we, we all, in my generation, we all grew up with this mentality, oh, I'm going to give my kids everything that I didn't get, everything that my parents didn't give me. But where are our children now with that mindset? Because I know from me personally, my child has no idea what it is to struggle because I did give her everything. I spoiled her thinking that I was doing a better job than my parents did. But now I see the reason why I had to work hard for certain things. Because it makes you appreciate what you have. It makes you appreciate what you do get. And when something's just given to you, it has no value. So it's not a burden to be a black woman. It's not a burden to be black, period. Black, brown, tan, whatever. To me... Being born in my skin is always like the best. I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world. I love me. I love, I love my hair. I love my skin. I love my lips. I love it all. And whatever struggles I have to face, I face it proudly. Because at the end of the day, I'd be a better human being than most because of the shit that I would probably have to go through. Because the stuff that I hear non-black people crying about, I'm like, really? That ain't even a problem. You not knowing what dress to wear to the latest dance or cotillion or whatever is not a real problem. Daddy didn't give you his credit card this weekend so that you can shop for the latest whatever that came out on Vogue, not a real problem. There's real shit going on. And when you, you know, when you have that much privilege that you have to go out and seek things to find just to make yourself feel valid, that's a bigger problem. I want to help because that's just naturally in me. But when you have to go and find a cause outside of your own people, and take on other people's culture and take over other people's land and take over it, it yeah let me not go off on a tangent but um yeah so that is i don't know apologies if this podcast this week comes off a little all over the place because it kind of sort of is because that's how i'm feeling and this is raw unedited uncut i'm not even gonna I mean, I don't ever go and edit this stuff. Wouldn't even know how where to start with all that, to be honest with you. If anybody out there can give me tips on how to edit this stuff and add music and, you know, have a cute little sound by here and there, that'd be great. But, um, yeah. I'm going to leave y'all with that thought. For all my brown people that are listening, being who we are is never a burden. It's the best thing that could ever happen to us. It may not seem like it right now, but it is. And I'm going to always be proud to be nice and caramel, toasted caramel at that. I'm trying to get over to the milk chocolatey, dark chocolate, semi-dark chocolate side, because I don't think I could ever go full dark. That, would, that might just lead to skin cancer if I stay out in the sun that long. But um, power to my people, always. Um, love you all. And for the 
folks who are not. No love lost to y'all. I mean, it is what it is. We just have to find ways to work better and do better. Because at the end of it all, we are still all human beings underneath whatever skin you may see. And it starts with us. It starts with a conversation. It starts with a little humility. And it starts with just recognizing shit for what it is and owning whatever part you may have played in the way things have turned out. So with that, I leave you all on the Sunday. Have a great week and be productive and be humble. Do something nice. Be better. Peace out.